Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, we had a huge weekend for Mizzou football recruiting. We're going to break down uh, who was in Columbia over the weekend, what we maybe know, know a little bit more now with some of the Tigers' top 2024 targets. Uh, we'll do quick hits, and then we're going to finish up with some NBA draft stuff. Obviously, of course, headlined by Kobe Brown getting drafted in the first round to the Clippers. We're going to talk all about that. Demoy Hodge as well getting picked up by the Lakers and just other general draft stuff that we we observed as well. So great show coming up for you guys. We got, we're catching up on a bunch of stuff that we missed from uh, Friday's show, um, or I guess non-show. So ton to cover, and it all gets started right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, June 26th, and Mizzou football had a bunch of visitors over this last weekend on a little recruiting uh, expedition. Eli Drinkwitz Hosted with a car. Hit repeat. God damn it. I'll just start it over. Every time. It's one damn thing every time. Why is loop why is <laughs> loop always always checked? Hurry up, man. I'm on the clock. Why are you on the clock? Because I'm at work technically. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Getting double paid for this. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you were at work. Um, all right. I'm just gonna that's okay. I wanted to re-record that. I started it apart anyway. Um, all right. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, a huge weekend for Mizzou football recruiting. We're going to talk all about that, break down who is in Columbia over the weekend, some big, big 2024 targets, um, visiting. We're going to just talk about what we know more and and go deep, deep dive into all of that. Um, we'll do quick hits, and then we're going to close the show with a little NBA draft stuff. Of course, all that's headlined by Kobe Brown, drafted in the first round to the Los Angeles Clippers. We had Demoy Hodge get picked up by the Lakers undrafted. Um, right after the draft ended, so we're going to talk all about that as well. Great show for everyone. Um, we're catching up on some stuff we missed from Friday, so we have a ton to cover, and it all starts right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome to the Unwritten Rule, everybody. Today is Monday, June 26th, and we just had a big, big weekend for Mizzou football. Um, Tigers targeting a bunch of players in the 2024 class, had a bunch of those guys, including some big names, visit this past weekend. We saw the fancy spreads they all posted about on Twitter, Eli Drinkwitz. Busted out the uh, the car. I forget. I forget what car it even was. Um, but the fancy car on Faroe. Um, all of that stuff. So plenty to dive into with that in the off season. It's it's exciting times. At least you're hoping for Mizzou fans trying to possibly land some of these guys. Um, of course, the two headliners um, kind of being five stars: Williams, Waneri, and Ryan Wingo. Both of them were there. Um, and 
and yeah, a bunch of other guys as well. So Peyton, Kenny, break it down for us. Um, you know, what were we looking at heading into the weekend? Um, and you know, what maybe do we mo- know more, at least generally about some of these guys, uh, now that, now that they've all, all been here and been given buckets of, of attention and, and got to take their photos like baby Gronk and Mizzou gear. Well, we knew going into the weekend, this was going to be the weekend. Like this was the one that they were getting hyped for on social media. They were doing the paint the town gold. They were hoping people in Columbia would wear gold around town. This was the weekend to really make an impression. Um, We knew going in uh, that Wingo was going to be on campus along with a lot of their others. Uh, Nwaneri was supposed to be there. And then we had a scare that, oh, he's going to cancel and take a uh, UV to uh, Georgia. That wound up not really being the case. He did, but it was after his Mizzou OB. Um, So that was a big positive. Um, Honestly, we don't know. It's still so early after the process. We don't know a ton yet. What we do know is that Mizzou's coaching staff is full of Twitter trolls that likes to just <laughs> tweet that something big is coming, but still have no commit announcement. Um, in terms of actual recruiting, I think the biggest thing that came out of it was Brian Huff, who is a four-star from Arkansas, um, has long been seen as an Arkansas lean. A lot of smoke in Mizzou's direction there. They, I believe they picked up a prediction on on three from uh, one of their recruiting experts that he would come to Mizzou. He announced a top four today um, of Mizzou, Arkansas, UNLV, uh, and UCF. Kind of a funny group of teams there when you really think about it. Um, So that's positive, but, I mean, this class is going to be made or broken on the recruitment of Nwaneri and Wingo. The Nwaneri one really doesn't look great at the moment, even though he did make his visit. The fact that they kind of had all that, he's going to go to Georgia. He's been long seen as a big Oklahoma lean. Um, it doesn't look great there. Wingo's probably the one that's more attainable. Um, they can pitch the Luther Burden thing. Um, but he is getting a ton of attention from Tennessee, Georgia, Texas, Notre Dame. Going to be a tough battle. Uh, but getting these guys on campus is never a bad thing. I loved the uh, the Brian Huff graphic that just felt like a Barry Odom, um, just Wikipedia Barry page Odom almost. Invitational. Yeah, it's a Barry Odom Invitational with three ties to Barry Odom on there. Um, some of these other guys who are also um, officially visiting Mizzou this weekend, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, Cameron Keyes, four-star cornerback, four-star linebacker, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Beasley, uh, four-star running back, Darian Dupree, and then a couple of three-stars, three-star offensive tackle, Kavion Broussard. Uh, three-star inside or interior offensive lineman, um, William Ecoles, and three-star defensive end, Elias Williams. So overall, like there's a lot of depth there too, where Mizzou could go. And you, you, like Peyton mentioned, a lot of these coaches, a lot of these personnel are tweeting a lot more. And I think that's just more of the fun of college football recently. A lot of these head coaches, they're a lot younger now. They're on Twitter, they're on social media, and they're having fun with it. I mean, the whole joke has always been that, uh, mostly cornerbacks wide receivers have been you know trolls on twitter over the last two years and it's good to see lists from these from the coaching staff to hype up some of these players even if you're not landing wingo nowhere you need to hype up some of these other four-star guys so they don't flip i mean there's a good chance it happens all the time i mean nil other opportunities pop up every single day 
for these for these athletes. And if you're not going to hype up Brian or Brian Huff, who's a four star linebacker, you know, in your backyard of Arkansas, then you should, shouldn't be on Twitter at all. Because I mean, you need to keep keep these guys attached to Mizzou. Yeah, I think I think it's a good point. We're in such a weird stage with recruiting, right? You you mentioned that Kenny with the NIL stuff, like. Yeah, these and with with just social media too. like these guys kind of need to be given the attention because, you know, the coaches know they're on these platforms. They know they're going to be paying attention. So, yeah, it's it's what it really, you know, can be the difference sometimes of, hey, what fan base likes or responds to tweets about me giving my top four, giving interests like, you know, these kids, these kids appreciate that. They like that attention. I feel like, you know, they probably want to go to a place that's that's you know, gonna, gonna respond to them well. And, um, yeah, I think Mizzou did a, did a pretty good job this weekend with the whole paint the town gold thing. It, it would seem, um, Peyton mentioned Brian Huff, um, with, with his top four and, and some Mizzou officials seem like they're, they're, um, excited about that. Kenny, you've, you delved into a bit of recruiting, like when, when you were covering the football team in terms of like timelines and what fans can kind of expect, it's fairly open-ended, right? With, with, you know, when we might get a decision either way for a lot of these guys. I mean, if I was a high school recruit, I would be in the same boat. I love graphics. I mean, graphics is what you want. <laughs> graphics you are want fun. these, you want followers, you want people to know who you are. And the more you like, the more you make people just wonder and guess, it just draws more attention towards you. So these top four graphics are great. I mean, top 10 graphics happen all the time. First 15. I mean, it can start from your sophomore year that you're putting these graphics out there. And when the players don't usually announce their commencement or commitment date, it can be a while. I mean, the commitment dates can just come out with those top six, top fours. You know, they'll, they'll say later this summer, you know, July 30th, I'll have you July 4th. I think um, James Madison is July 4th. We talked about that before. I mean, there's yeah. like special dates. These people, a lot of these guys like to commit on their birthdays. Um, we saw that last year with Logan Reichert. Um, committing on his birthday in September so uh, it does it does take a little while I mean they like to milk it out they like to get as much as they can out of these coaches out of these staffs and know what the future holds for themselves and so for a guy like Brian Huff I mean he could you know just it says decision coming soon according to the rivals post that decision uh, update could come next week it could come in the middle of his high school season so it's just so random for these guys it's just really about their own um, interests and just the character that they have about how far they want to take it yeah. Um, and the, the other key thing as well with Wingo and one headlining it, which I'm sure we've mentioned a couple of times is they are obviously both in-state products. Um, one on the Kansas city side, Wingo in St. Louis. So, um, you know, Peyton, I guess in your evaluation, you know, you can broaden this out as much as you want or narrow it to this 2024 class. You mentioned kind of the make or break thing with these guys. Um, you know, would you say, I guess, the success is, is going maybe one for two in this case? And then how, how does this, you know, recruiting saga kind of added or, you know, reflected on how well Drink has been able to accomplish his whole big goal of, you know, shutting, cl- like closing the borders, getting all of these, these in-state products? I mean, at this point, you'd have to consider just getting one of Wingo or Nwaneri a success. Not even just because I'm saying oh gosh, thank God Mizzou only got one of them. It's just Mm -hmm. anytime you can take a five-star, take the five-star. So getting one in just that aspect is good. Um, But in terms of like locking down the borders, it's hard to say that's been a success for Mizzou. I mean, it's so tough to look at like the top 10 recruits 
uh, in the state of Missouri right now, and zero are currently committed to Mizzou. Tione Gray was committed. He flipped to Oregon after one visit. I mean, it has just been a total mess this uh, season. And maybe part of that could be, I mean, recruits, they know what's up. I mean, they know Drinkwitz probably has to win this year regardless of his recruiting to really be able to stay. So there would be some in some murkiness to the future. But as of now, I would hesitate to say Drinkwitz's big lock-down-the-borders goal has been a success this season. It's been a success, a big success in the past. I mean, 2022, uh, the 23 class, I mean, getting Luther Burden, that is an absolute coup for Drinkwitz. Um, He's had success in the past with that. But this year, I would really have to say it's not been big for him. I actually stumbled across an old video of when he first addressed the students in the student center in like March, 2020, right before COVID shut school down. I know Peyton and I were there, Jack, you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe you were there with us, but um, it was just so interesting to hear him talk then. Cause he sounds almost the same now um, <laughs> just about, you know, locking down the borders, you know, how about, you know, how Mizzou needs to change. It needs to be a force in the sec. Like it was when it first entered. And it, we haven't seen that. I mean, that 2021 class was amazing. I mean, Recruiting wise, it ranked so well. There were some misses there. There were some guys who ended up not really finding any starting role or any playing time and they transferred. And I mean, that could be a testament to that they just didn't mesh well in the college level or that the coaching just wasn't there for them. It could be a multitude of things. Um, but uh, the whole locking down the borders, it, it's kind of you know gone for me. Uh, I do like Peyton's point that these coaches from other schools like Oregon could be saying, you know, we're going to be here for a while. You know, you could look at Eli Drinkwitz, you look at the success. You don't know if he's going to be there your whole college career. You don't know how long your opportunity is going to be at this school. Like if, say, if Drinkwitz is gone, that doesn't mean you're going to get to start after he's gone. So it's just one of those things that can be tossed around. And I'm sure that was tossed around to Logan Riker. I mean, his last two were Oregon and Mizzou. I mean, the, Oregon's trying to poach some offensive linemen from Mizzou. There's that there. Um, so that, that's just really where my mindset kind of goes. And after watching those videos today, just from his first addressment to students, I was just like, it almost sounds like it's, He's in the same spot he was that long ago. I will also say just some of the misses early on. That's just recruiting. Not everyone you bring in is going to be great. Like it's all like on paper, the Tyler Macon pickup, like that should have been a home run. He was an elite 11 guy rising in national rankings when he committed to Mizzou. East St. Louis guy that he checked all the boxes for what Mizzou should be recruiting. And it just didn't work out. Like he, he didn't. And that's not really Drinkwitz's fault, I'd say. It's not really anybody's fault. He just wasn't an SEC quarterback, it seemed like. And he moved on. That's just the nature of recruiting sometimes. And the one thing I would point out, the last thing I would say, too, on top of that is Tony Gray getting flipped. We, we don't see that often. I mean, I think that might have been the first time a recruit from the zoo has been flipped in the Drinkwitz era. I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind. I can't really think of anything else. I mean, Drinkwitz's whole thing is that flipness. I mean, he's the one flipping other recruits but off the top of my head it's just no one big like Tony Gray has been flipped from Mizzou I do believe there was one like cornerback from like Louisiana that like soft committed to Mizzou like it wasn't like a big commitment and then he Mm -hmm. flipped to LSU eventually and everybody on the staff apparently knew that was going to happen so that Mm Tony Gray was probably the first like big like wow we just straight up lost him yeah um I think you guys, you guys both make some good points where, you know, yeah, it, whether it's a 
you know, a hit or miss job from Drinkwitz so far on closing the borders can be very dependent on the recruits themselves that you do land. Yeah, that you, that you do have to kind of take everything with a little bit of a pinch of salt because even a five star might, you know, really not not pan out or just not work, um, you know, when you do get them through the door. But it obviously does a lot for for your job security and for fan support to to just see those names say see those graphics like Kenny said committed mm-hmm. to um, to Mizzou. So going forward. Um, obviously when Arian Wingo while following Brian Huff as well, I actually just was scrolling and saw this tweet to, um, a, I believe a cornerback, uh, Devin Jordan has Mizzou in, in his top 10 as well. Um, another graphic. Um, so some, some things, definitely some momentum to, to keep looking forward there. Um, any, I any, found yeah. the, uh, there was a four or in-state linebacker, Xavier Atkins. Is that who you're talking about? Who it was. That's yeah, who okay. it was. Oh, interesting enough i did not know this but marcus clark uh who is now at cal who was a cornerback from his freshman year um he was at lsu commit and then drink mm-hmm. flipped him he flipped him that nice. was a big deal i remember and then yeah. it didn't even work out mm-hmm. yeah so he's he's certainly had his his yeah but again like he's had his hits on the recruiting trail whether that has then panned out on the field when they get to mizzou has has, has sometimes had questionable results um other other uh, names are just recruiting things I missed. The Kenny, when you mentioned the um the big timeline, I was mm-hmm. laughing because one one guy I forget who it was. I was trying to find who it was, but I saw one one guy's timeline that visited. It, w- it was it was exactly what you said. He was like, oh, he's either going to commit on his birthday in like two weeks or uh, late September. Yep, and it's like. I- <laughs> That's just if the fun know. of it. I mean, yeah. You also you also like want your time to be like special. You don't want to commit on the same day as another four star who also has Michigan, Alabama, <laughs> Tennessee in their name. I mean, you right. you want your spotlight. You want your opportunity to show why you're going to the school, and um, that's just how it works out. Yeah, of course. It's 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 a it's it's pretty funny. Oh, and we had a we had Dank right? Didn't didn't yeah you he did. Something? He I, th- I don't remember the exact number, but he's put Mizzou in his top four, top six. Yeah, something exactly. in that range, four to six. And you were exactly. pretty happy about him big big dank guy so i hope i hope they can land him that'll be a that'll be a fun graphic day maybe maybe uh maybe i'll get the graphics department of the unwritten rule we'll send him a dm and say hey if you commit to mizzou let us design the the graphic let us make it it'll All just right. be it'll just be terrible <laughs> yeah. um yeah nice so yeah big recruiting stuff uh to to we'll definitely just keep having our eye on when these players do decide to make more graphics announce more dates you know, we'll, we'll be on, we'll be on top of it, but uh, yeah, plenty to look forward to in 2020, the 2024 class for the Missouri Tigers. We'll keep our eye on it and we will segue over to quick hits. I get us started in, in Los Angeles here, Demoyne Hodge, former guard for the Mizzou Tigers signed with the Los Angeles Lakers after the going undrafted on Thursday. Um, He's the first person from the uh, British Virgin islands to sign with an NBA team. Um, and let's hope he gets that debut. He posted a picture on Twitter of him in a gold suit with some white sick. shoes, and he said, "Laker Nation, we ready." Hashtag Lake Show. Showtime, Des Moines. Apparently, uh, my, oh, apparently, Lakers fans also are like, like really, they've they've been being Lakers fans about him, and are like convinced that he's going to be like great for them, which is really cool. <laughs> and it's, it's nice to see those guys go to a fan base that's like you know the the passionate crazies are now kind of on your side where like maybe mm. a lot of the time you're like oh, i don't like lakers fans but this is something that'll make you like lakers fans i mean he has the ability i mean we'll get into this more a little later but yeah he could be a solid role oh, player yeah. never know but uh my jersey of the week uh marcus smart oklahoma state the cowboys the pokes 
Um, you may be wondering why I chose Oklahoma State. Uh, that's because since he's been drafted, he's only worn Celtics jerseys ever. I don't know if he's been on an Olympics team or not. I wouldn't think so. Uh, so this will be the he, – he, if you didn't see, if you're living under a rock, he was traded to the uh, Grizzlies in a three-team deal that sent Porzingis up to Boston, sent Tyus Jones over to, to uh, the Wizards, and uh, Marcus Smart after, gosh, how many years? Ten years? Nine years? Yeah, like eight that. or nine, That's crazy. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Grizzlies jersey will be the first jersey he's worn – other than a Celtics jersey, since it's Oklahoma State jersey, so Kenny, yeah, do you easy. you have a you have a fun fact about him in Oklahoma State? Well, the reason I knew him in in college is because of the altercation he had with a fan, and uh, I, I might have been just a Big Twelve tournament game. I don't remember if it was at in the actual NCAA. It was just regular, just it was regular season. season. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's how that's who I that's how I learned who Marcus Smart was. Yeah, he's he's one of the first players now who I like. I'm really starting to notice like, oh shoot, I've followed this guy from like start of college all the way through his NBA career so far. And he's like, not that young. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's older. Um, and it's just, it's just wild. Also Celtics fans are really getting on my nerves for being sad and upset that Marcus Smart is leaving. You got poor Zingas. Calm down. First and of first all, round picks, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. They, they <laughs> won that trade by a mile. And they're all mad. Fraudulent depoy first and foremost. But I get it. He's he's a legend of the team. Whatever. I think he's a flopper, but it's fine. It's a smart trade. Him and him and him and John Morant's gonna oh. be him and John Morant's gonna be fun. Um my jersey of the week. I'm also doing a Mizzou NBA draft. Again, we'll talk about this in the third segment more in depth. But I'm doing Kobe Brown to the LA Clippers. Um and yeah, just you know, throwing that in there. Um, had to do it. First round pick. Absolutely crazy. I like the, the gasp I, I had when I, when I heard his name getting called because i I was following the draft closely cause I wanted to get picks right. And I, I still had my guy who I had mocked to the Clippers on here. So I'm like crossing my fingers, hoping to hear that. And then they just go Kobe Brown. And I had to like do a double take. I was like, what did you say? So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. You have Kobe versus Des Moines LA. It's going to be, it's going to be epic. Um, Oh, and Ken, yes, Kenny's just reminded me also Chris Paul Wizards. Um, <laughs> that, that was a that was a, a quick tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's joining up with Steph. So Chris Paul Warriors. In the rafters one day. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I I, I, the, I, I don't know how that team's going to go. I had the same reaction as you, Jack. Uh, I was I was at a bar doing trivia, and I just hear – just hear the Wizards on the clock, or not the Wizards, the Clippers on the clock. I look up and I just see Kobe's name pop up, and it was just like it felt like a meme or like a dream almost. It didn't feel like, yeah. feel like someone was just joking around with me, and that was a pretty cool, pretty cool feeling. Yeah. All right. Uh, spelling bee this week. Uh, College World Series going on. We're not really going to talk about it much other than the spelling bee here. But uh, LSU and Florida are now tied. Um, game three, but. Uh, winner take all game is tomorrow or i guess monday recording here on a sunday um so i decided to do some lsu players for the spelling bee this week um we'll start it off with um let's go jack all right jack uh left-handed pitcher 5'10 195 pound freshman so you can't ask me any questions about this guy but dj primo (laughs) dj primo i hope he wasn't i hope he wasn't pitching today because they got slaughtered right I, I don't believe he, he didn't pitch today. I don't believe. Yeah. They lost like 25 to like four, 24 today. to four. I believe. Oh my gosh. They were um, up three to one at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. DJ Primo DJ. I hope it's not like DJ Dallas. Cause I know he does it mm-hmm. weird. Um, P R 
I M O. Nope. Peyton. Oh, I thought you got it. Um, <laughs> I Primo. Your hint is that he plays for LSU. Oh, P R oh, is it still I? P R I, Phil? M E A U X. There you go. DJ Primo. Wow, he he was made to be a tiger. Joe mm-hmm. Burrow. Let me see where he's born real quick, where he's from. He's from Baton Rouge, so okay. uh, that makes well, a lot of sense. If you have yeah. that last name, yeah. gonna be checks out. There. There's like a 90% chance you're from there. All right, or Jack, the next, the next name is Caleb Appleby. Uh, okay. The only reason I'm going to mess up Caleb is if it's a C or a K, Caleb. I'm going C. That was my first thought. C-A- Peyton. Okay. K-A-L-E-B-A-P-P-L-E-B-Y. Nope. So the last name is A P P L E B E Y. Oh, okay. Remember when All Florida right. basketball had Tyree Appleby? That's my yes. only thought on that idiot's name. Moving on. <laughs> uh, next name, another lefty pitcher here, Nate Ackenhausen. Oh, he started today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, then he deserves to get his name spelled wrong. Yeah. Nolton, I believe you're up. You're yeah, not. Jack, you're up here. N A T E. Can you say the last name again? Ackenhausen. Ackenhausen. A? Yeah. K? Nope. Oh, is there another? A-C-K-E-N-H-A-U-S-E-N. Correct. All right, Jack. Are you cheating? No. (laughs) Jack, uh, you guys can go three for four here with Thatcher Hurd. Thatcher Hurd? Mm-hmm. Uh, F A T C H E R. Oh, Thatcher. Oh, Thatcher. I thought you said Thatcher. Um, Thatcher heard. Okay. T H A T C H E R. That's a weird name to spell. Heard Rainbow Six. Uh, heard H H E A R D. Heard Peyton H U R D. Correct. There you go. You guys went three, three for four. All right, Peyton went three for Peyton four. Peyton went three for four. I didn't do anything. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, you lost 24 to four. You don't get deserve to get your name spelled right. <laughs> all right, so best piece of the week. Here is your um, updated scoreboard. Uh, Peyton had a future last time we were on here, so he's still two and four. Jack is now two and four because he had a future on his first week, and I am six and one. Um, the Red Sox. And Twins, I think, scored nine or 11 runs, 11 or 12 runs. And Taylor Hendricks did not go to the Mavericks. So that was, that was your updated. <laughs> I was last close. Week. I you was were close. close. You were very close. Um, looking at the best beats of the week uh, for me, my first one is going to be on – or my only one is going to be on Monday, White Sox-Angels. I got under eight and a half runs. I think the Angels used all their runs for the week. <laughs> I mean, that was cool insane down. what they did to the Rockies. And it, I'm, I'm one of those people that if you score 10 runs – you're going to go a little while without scoring more. If you score 25, uh, I think it's going to be a little while. They only scored three on yeah, Sunday. They, lost, they scored 25. They, today, didn't they? they did lose today, three to four. Yeah. Um, but that's my beat of the week. Uh, my best beat of the week, uh, Las Vegas Aces minus 15 over the Indiana Fever. Um, the Aces are just like a super team. They're 12 and one right now. Absolutely unstoppable. The Fever are at the bottom of their division. I believe they're the bottom of the East uh, at five and eight. Uh, they just played in Indiana, only lost by 13. The Aces, I think, are going to be a little ticked because they've been blowing people out. So mm-hmm. give me the Aces by 15 here. 
so they're they're twelve and one. That means uh, Mark Jackson was wrong. Or no, sorry, Van Gundy was Van, Van Gundy, Gundy was wrong. Yeah, yeah. they and could Mark win every Jackson game. Was right. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes make graphics for Aces games after they win or lose. Doesn't even matter. I just post it, and it's you or for fever game sorry and it's always that the fever lost but it's sometimes really close like it comes down to the last like 30 seconds so this team fights but i mean if you're facing the best team in the league i, I don't think it's going to be any different especially when you're playing in las vegas yeah i think you're uh i think you're getting uh yeah it's gonna yeah they're they're you know van gundy said it for a reason it's tough mm-hmm. fever the most unlucky team in basketball it sounds like um i'm going uh brewers minus 174 to beat the mets tomorrow um Colin Ray's the pitcher I like Colin Ray I've been following the Brewers a little bit more closely this summer being back back at home been to a couple games um so yeah I'm confident in that I'm also shouting out a future this it doesn't count um but just because bet online has it Mark Zuckerberg uh minus 500 to beat Elon whenever they do that cage match I'm, I got Zuck he's been training Feels like free money he's been like knocked out by his by his like sparring teacher I've heard those stories so yeah that yeah that Elon you know he's a black belt yeah, no, so. Zuck's got this. He wasn't knocked out. He was choked out. And then Meta had to release a statement saying that he <laughs> did not pass out. He just had to tap out. That's what it was. Um, he just tapped out. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. I, they, should, they should do this instead where instead of Mark fighting Elon, it's Elon gets to invent a robot that he thinks could beat Mark Zuckerberg in a fight. And that's what Mark said. That would make it more fair. Elon <laughs> can use his brain. Um, it is He'll Elon steal. Tusk in uh rick and morty so maybe he'll he'll bring out some extra firepower there um all right moving on dirty birds of the weekend this one's pretty easy for me i've been all over the cardinals um as of late for my dirty birds and this one is no different i got adam wainwright um if you followed the first game of the london series did not go well for the cardinals uh peyton's cubs won nine to one and adam wainwright Gave up 11 hits over three innings, seven earned runs, did not strike out a batter, and he walked one. Uh, Just overall, just another bad start for Adam Wainwright. The reason he's on here, though, for being a dirty bird is that he had a tweet at the start of the season when he was going on a rehab assignment. And he said, looking forward to proving every last one of you underneath this wrong, underneath this saying a tweet. Um, Thanks for the motivation. There's a balance. Read the comments and get depressed or read the comments and put the war paint on. See you soon. Oh boy. Uh, he deactivated his Twitter after that start against the Cubs. So overall, um, been a kind of a rough season for Adam Wainwright, who I believe should have retired last year. Yeah, not exactly riding off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been funny if just uh, he said people under that tweet, if just Twitter banded together and no one replied. And so <laughs> there was just no one under to be his hater. He mm-hmm. just, he just like, no one, no one cares. Well, I, I think it's honestly better. It is better the than the yeah, account. No, the way it turned out is, is quite funny. Uh, Peyton. My dirty bird of the week, uh, Raptors uh, draft pick, uh, Grady Dick and his suit are my dirty bird. My God, this guy's just got the weirdest looking jacket I've ever seen. It's so red and sparkly. Um, shoulder I pads. Hate, I don't hate Grady. Oh, he had shoulder pads? Yeah, yeah shoulder he, pads. He stuck out like a sore, sore thumb. Uh, I guess I don't necessarily hate it. Um, because we always get ridiculous fits like this. Um, but my goodness, he's a dirty bird because A, he was a Jayhawk, and B, um, the closest living descendants to raptors slash dinosaurs are chickens. So <laughs> uh, he he said it was for the Dorothy like red slipper, right? Didn't he confirm that? 
I didn't. He's from Kansas. Yeah, and so he's not in Kansas anymore. I do. I do have to give him. It it helped him a little bit that he got drafted by the Raptors, who are red. So it made that like a match with the hat a little bit. I think it would have been really funny if he went to like the Thunder or like the Jazz and had to wear like some ugly neon green hat. It just didn't work. But um, yeah, I agree. It was a. It was not. Not the best. Not the it was best. Tasteful. Choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dirty bird of the week. I'm calling back to uh, what Kenny was talking about with the Diamondbacks scoring a bunch of runs. Uh, my dirty bird of the week is former Blue Angel. Jays pitcher. Um, what did I say? I don't said remember. Said Oh, oh, they even hear the Sorry, same team. Angels. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what on um, earth? <laughs> I was. I I don't know what happened. I my brain just like turned off. <laughs> so did mine because I read the word. Yeah, Braves I was. Gonna, I I'm more confused it. how he heard <laughs> Braves. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, former ahead. Blue Jays pitcher, now turned Rockies pitcher, Chase Anderson, um, who in two and a half innings gave up, I believe, uh, nine runs and 10 hits um, as uh, the Angels beat the Rockies uh, 25 to like two. So shout out Chase Anderson. Uh, he had a scoreless first. That's uh, You know what? Fair enough. I, I thought about maybe doing the reliever, but I just, you could have picked Noah any Davis, pitcher. Yeah. yeah, you could have picked any pitcher in this game. I just think it's so funny. Um I, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a game where the Orioles lost like 28 to like one. And I, I like just watching the highlights of that game. Sometimes just home run after home run. Um, I think that I think it's a hilarious and shout out LSU for doing the same thing today. Um, What? Oh, my God. Sorry, dude. I just lost my train of thought. That part <laughs> quick and come back. I'm sorry. I was I wasn't even thinking. I don't know. I might keep that. No, no, no. Oh, Cut that out. Cut that out. That'll Cut be that a out. great blooper clip. What just happened? Um, Chase going, Anderson. What though? if it, oh. <laughs> my, my one Chase Anderson nugget is that we've used him in a game of the MLB The Show last night. Peyton, oh, yeah. our, our friend Zachary Hernandez, and myself, and uh, he pitched well. I'll say that. No, he didn't. He, he had didn't. a good five, five innings, and then he collapsed. He did not. Oh. Peyton, what did you learn this week? Best thing I learned this week, uh, we're going to stick on baseball here. Uh, former Cubs and Astros uh, and many others reliever. Uh, Steve Ciszek, great guy. Um, he's coaching in the Cape Cod League, Kenny. He is yeah. a baseball operations assistant at the for the Falmouth. Oh, what are, what are their names? The Falmouth, um, the Falmouth Commodores. That's it. So Vanderbilt, Falmouth. Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt Commodores. That's not what he's doing, though. Falmouth. Um, I just found this cool. Steve Ciszek's a fun guy um, to think back and go, oh, yeah, I remember him. So that was it. Nice. All right. Best thing I learned this week, staying on the baseball track here. Uh, Paul, who is at Bravestat on Twitter, he tweeted this on July 9th, 2014. I'm told that people who love, uh, in quote marks, best baseball player I've ever seen debates should get to know Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani was um, playing in Japan at the time, and I think he was around 19 or 20 years old. Um, now he's in the debate of possibly being the best player of all time. I remember Good call said, there from Paul. Yeah, well mm-hmm. done, Paul. You you sent me this tweet, Kenny, and I was looking at it for like like a good too long, like two minutes being like, why is this? Like, I just didn't look at the date of the tweet. I was like, what what, what about this tweet is like, fun? I was trying to read between the lines. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, never mind. It's just because he tweeted it, you know, however long ago. Um, but yeah, shout out, Paul. Um, best thing I learned this week uh, was that really, uh, Kenny and Peyton, you, me, well, I guess not anymore. Um, well, you probably still could. Any one of us could maybe get into the NBA draft because we 
um, had a, a random person eligible to get drafted. Um, this story did did pick up. It got a lot of traction. Um, I, I think like the New York Times or the L.A. Times did something about it. Um, but a law student by the name of Jordan Haber, who had like just graduated from college, um, found a way to get into the NBA draft. He read the entire like league CBA to, to figure out how to do it, like had to go through all this paperwork. He documented it all on TikTok. It blew up. He did it as like a bet with his friends because they just told him he couldn't basically. And he had never played basketball in high school or college, just wanted to see if he could get into the draft. I think he ended up going. Um, but as of now, I have not seen a report that he's been picked up. Um, so, you know, <laughs> some franchises, you need some roster filler. Um, give you know, that guy you, an exhibit yeah, 10. Yeah. Maybe give him a, mm-hmm. l- a little contract, but yeah, shout out, shout out that I de- I remember thinking about doing that when I was a freshman in college and like actually going through all of the, the paperwork to do it. But like, it's just so much work. I think the NBA thought, Oh, no one will ever do this, but TikTok exists and you can get clout off of that. And so that. I think that that inspired him a little bit there, but shout out, shout out Jordan Haber for um, finally achieving the dream us common folk who aren't good at sports um, dream of. This feels like an Instagram real moment, uh, Jack, because I saw this story probably um, over a month ago because that's when his TikTok first blew up. I didn't see it. Yeah, I guess, I guess people, I'm not on TikTok. I saw it on Twitter. (laughs) I did not see it on Instagram. I saw it on like just on Twitter Mm because it blew up right around the draft, but. Fair. Enough. I hadn't seen it either. There's there's more videos of Jack on TikTok than Jack spends minutes on TikTok each day. That's probably true. Um, all right, ratio of the week. Our good friend Jacob Infante of the Windy City Gridiron, who's been on the show before, um, he quote tweeted a guy named Peter Bukowski, who said, "Great point from two former players, that being Pat McAfee um, and whoever was co-hosting with him that day. If Jordan Love wasn't playing well, the defensive players, especially like Jair Alexander, who gassed Love." would not be coming out and supporting him the way they have. Um, Jacob Infante, who covers the Bears, uh, just quote tweeted a bunch of headlines of defensive players um, hyping up Paxton Lynch, Johnny (laughs) Manziel, uh, Josh Rosen, that's a great one, and Blake Bortles, who Blake Bortles should be in the Hall of Fame someday. Uh, But those those four are good there, and I mean, he quote, he ratioed him into oblivion, 8,562 likes. Um, to this guy only getting 595 he ended up replying to um, Jacob as well and I'm not going to read the replies they're too long um, but Peter Bukowski got 35 likes and Jacob replied to him and got 261 so Jacob Ooh. you ha- get the ratio of the week honor this weekend he was on yeah, fire Jake- Jacob asked me if this could be ratio and it was actually mm-hmm. a legitimate ratio so like <laughs> But, yeah, we'll take we'll take fan submissions yeah. if they uh, the numbers blow us away enough on those. It's um, a good return to ratio since we didn't <laughs> have one last week. And yeah. by fan submissions, I mean we always take fan submissions, but submissions that they actually tweet themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you need to get you need to get good numbers. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say two things here, and one of them is that we did have a ratio of the week last week, but I was told I wasn't allowed to say it. Um, I, I actually there is film this. of it, and Jack deleted it. Uh, my second thing is that there was a bet that was going on, but I'm not going to say what it was. There was a bet during the um, NBA finals with Jesus. a third party between Jack and I. Jack said, I'm not allowed to say what the bet was since the bet hit. Uh, but one day I will bring it up at Jack's wedding. Are you just mad? At- <laughs> I'm just mad. I can't say the bet. And you're I just, just wanted you're to just say mad that. at being censored. I wanted. Yeah, I'm being censored. Um, I feel like <laughs> I live in Russia right now. You guys just censoring everything I say. Um, yeah. Okay. 
That's it for um, quick hits. They'll yeah, never see I, that footage either. The only, <laughs> the, only, the only thing I wanted to uh, add is that uh, by far the funniest one of this is Jalen Ramsey, who I feel like talks crap about anybody he can praising Blake mm. Bortles. That was in the same interview he called Josh Allen trash and was ragging on a ton Jeez. of QBs. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, because so. the headline's like, like, yeah, he sh- like destroys quarterbacks, but but praises Blake Bortles. He mm-hmm. should be in the Hall of Fame, though. Love Blake Bortles. Um, My favorite right. one of them all was just last thing is Joe Hayden, comma Browns teammates believe in Johnny Manziel, and I, I mean Joe Hayden had some good years. I, I just don't think Joe Hayden is the same as some of these other guys in these headlines. Uh, just it's funny to me. Yeah, very comical. Um, all right, that'll do it for quick hits. We will segue over and finish with NBA draft stuff. All right, we're back here. I'm looking at the NBA draft now. Uh, Mizzou had one guy wait, selected wait, in the first wait, round. Wait. Why are you hosting? Uh, Mizzou had one player selected in the first round. We've already talked about this in quick hits. Kobe Brown went number 30 overall, last pick in the first round to the LA Clippers. Des Moines Hodge, who went undrafted, got picked up right away by the LA Lakers. Initial thoughts? Any thoughts from both of you, Jack and Peyton? Um, I'm going to let Knowlton kind of cook because he'll <laughs> know the analysis. He'll He's a better basketball analyst more than me, especially when it comes to the NBA. Um. I just will say I was at work uh, when the draft was going on. So the pure elation that I had when I looked down and saw Shams tweet that Kobe, which by the way, Shams is in some hot water for a tweet, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> um, the pure elation when I saw Kobe Brown was a first round pick. There is nobody that really deserves it more. I mean, he was the only guy that stayed there all four years that we were there. Um, he just had so much growth from year to year. He went from a up and down freshman starter to a really good role player to a all sec second team guy to a bona fide draft pick. And I mean, he stayed all four years at Mizzou through a coaching change um, in an era where the portal and NIL just makes it so rare to see a player stay all four years, let alone, to show the growth into a first round pick that Kobe Brown showed. That's something that we really could maybe won't see again at Mizzou. So, and he stayed all four years, won Mizzou um, a tournament game for the first time in 13 years, left Mizzou a truly better place than he, than he found it. Um, He even said uh, in the special Sternberg scoop that they came out with after he was drafted uh, he made sure to mention how special it was to give Mizzou that first tournament win and feel like he left it in a better spot than when he arrived. Um, very happy for Kobe Brown and for Demoy Hodge. I mean, Demoy Hodge came in, not a ton of expectations of him, um, but I mean, he translated so well. Was just absolutely lethal. Other than like one cold spell in like January, he was just all world for this team. Um, very happy for both of them. Uh, very cool to see Kobe Brown be the first first round pick since Michael Porter Jr. Um, very. That's basically it. I don't know the fits for either of them uh, at their destinations, but I'm happy for both of them. Yeah. Um, I first off with the reaction. So I had been I had been watching the draft, and we we were gonna put since we didn't have a show. Um, Friday we I was gonna put a video up and I did like a reacting to it and I definitely like my first thought was like 
oh, I'm doing this like a lot quicker than I thought I was going to be. You know, this was he was very much mocked in. It, it was a, a pretty wide range anywhere from kind of the upper 30s to, you know, like 50 ish um, in, in that sort of range. So, yeah, to hear his name called in the first round. It was funny because I was looking at I was looking at my mock and waiting for somebody else's name to get called. And that that take ended up being cold because he got drafted. It was Trace Jackson Davis, and he got drafted like at the tail end of the second round. So that was terrible on me first off. But yeah, to hear Kobe's name was definitely very pleasant surprise. Um, you know, quite stunned to see the the Clippers kind of you know you know picking that up. I don't think anyone anyone in their wildest dreams would have thought he would have been up there with the first round pick. But as we came to learn, um, you know, he said his agent was telling him there was a chance that he could have been drafted in the first round. He was a big riser. Um, as the draft day approached and and clearly that was you know there was there was truth to that and yeah now um, you know Peyton touched on obviously what it all means for Mizzou so I'll I, you know I won't go over that I did think it was awesome that Ben Sternberg was there um, that rocked friend of the show um, but yeah now he's going to a Clippers team that it's going to be really interesting because they were in talks even before the draft about maybe giving up Paul George there is rumors they want to break that tandem up so this is going to be you know a, a team that's going to have some some shakeups as this offseason continues in its front court but you know assuming they can kind of run it back and be the the playoff level team we know they can be with Kawhi healthy they're, they're a team that's going to need depth um you know a large comparison or or you know for a lot of these older draft picks like Kobe Brown that people were making was, was with Christian Brown last year where he came into the nuggets. He had an impact as a, as an older rookie in them winning a title. So, you know, Kobe benefited from that probably a little bit in, in, you know, exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get a, a very versatile and aggressive defender. That's like, at least for me, when I look at NBA, like draft talent, like what I look for the most, because defense I think is the hardest thing to, to teach for a young player. So the Clippers are getting someone that's good at that. You have someone who can sit behind Kawhi, sit behind, you know, someone like Nick Batum, Robert Covington, learn from some of those guys, or even be shifted a little higher in the rotation if they do make some sort of trade. Um, another thing I was told about, too, is is just with how Tyron Lue likes to play small ball, um, and that, that helps for Kobe Brown is a little bit of a shorter forward. He plays big, but, um, you know, there is some size question marks there. Um, but I think it's a it's a great fit for him. Um, he's going to go to a team that's going to compete. And I think he doesn't, you know, he, he wasn't ever going to get big minutes in his first season in the league. And he doesn't need to here to still have an impact. Like we saw what happened with Christian Brown um, last season. So I'm, I'm super excited for him and just, you know, as a Mizzou fan and as someone who loves the draft to have, you know, someone from your college go in the first, like I sit and watch the whole two for like two rounds of the draft every year, never really rooting for any one player. So to have that this year and have someone in the first round is pretty cool. Um, Demoy kind of similar thing. Um, he was picked up very quickly after the draft ended. Um, so clearly there was, there was, you know, the Lakers wanted him and um, Dennis Gates had the funny comment uh, about how he needs to just get out of LeBron's way. But like, you know, he is a guy that you can put in if he can, if he can hit a three and play five minutes in a playoff game, that's, that's all you need. Um, for a team like the Lakers also competing. So I think they're both just great fits. That's my, <laughs> that's my, my rant, I guess on, on both of them, but I'm, I'm excited. And, and that uh, LA game is going to be like when they play each other, it'll be, it will be pretty fun if Des Moines on the bench for that. And I, I haven't seen if the, the summer league 
schedules have come out officially for every team. But if they play each other, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty fun game. I checked. I don't think they're all out. The summer league's weird because they play it in like sessions. So there's like certain teams in one and certain teams in the other. I know the Lakers have two games already scheduled, but they're not against the Clippers. But I, I was also looking for that too. That'd be so funny. Mm-hmm. Just in the, I, yeah. I just found their first four. Okay. So the Lakers are facing the Warriors, the Hornets, Celtics, and Grizzlies. And that's okay. July 7th, 9th, 12th, and the 14th. That'd be fun if they play the Nuggets maybe too. You have Kobe and MPJ. Um you have like Drew Smith in Brooklyn now too for like mm-hmm. the Mizzou pros. So just more good matchups to look forward to. But Kobe, I think is going to be a, a great fit with the Clippers. I see no reason why he can't be a short minute rotation guy right away here in, in year one with, with his athleticism and defensive ability. Mm-hmm. And if the shot translates. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know the draft was the draft was cool. Like the, watching the whole thing, obviously it made the whole like first round worth it. Did did y'all have any other uh, any other takes? Like just things you saw from the draft, either Mizzou, it, like or anything else on on Kobe and Demoy. I was trying to think stuff from the press conference. Um, they had an interesting setup, by the way. They were watching the draft from like. Did you see that? How it was like the screen was way across the like pool they were all sitting at. It was. Mm-hmm. They seemed like very far away from the screen for for a draft watch party. My favorite part was just seeing the Thompson brothers go back to back. Um, it's just like Amon Thompson. That's just a cool thing just to see, to have someone coming in from overtime elite. I know that he was a little bit older for those guys. He might've been dominating. Some guys are younger than him, um, but those guys are very humble and they, they, they were very excited about going back to back. You never see that. And it's fun to see these guys just live out their dreams and they're not arrogant about it. You know, they're very respectful and they're just excited for the opportunity, even when they're like top two, top three in the draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an overtime elite league hater. So, mm-hmm. um, those guys have a lot to prove for me as a, as just like a, a draft guy, but yes, they are, they are very humble. They seem like, like great, great guys. So, and Kenny, your rockets got amen. So. Amen. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, so that's he'll, he'll be good. In this. It's like a six, seven point guard. So he'll be good to, to slot in. Um, or oh, are they getting are, are do you want Harden back? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Yeah, I, I've, I've talked about this with Peyton before. I mean, I was just a little bit upset when Harden left, but I knew that the team was just spiraling down. Mm-hmm. It, it, they weren't going to contend for the, the West anymore. And um, I'm not a diehard, you know, basketball fan. I'm not going to get upset if he ever comes back. I wasn't all that upset when he left. But I mean, Harden was the, my childhood. He was a guy I watched, you know, every day from middle school to high school. I mean, I wouldn't be upset at all if he came back. Yeah, very fair. Peyton, other other uh, draft takes. Um, anything anything I missed on Kobe and Demoy too? I I feel like not I, that I know I of, all of it. I I think I feel like Brandon Miller over Scoot was interesting. Kind of feels like the Hornets drafted for need more than just the better player. But not to discredit Brandon Miller as a player. He's a great player, but does seem like the consensus was that scoot would have been the better decision there but mm-hmm. guess we'll see yeah that's it's gonna be interesting there oh there was there was a lot of the, the like the meme of the hornets mascot he looked like sad when they announced the pick and someone was videotaping mm-hmm. him that was funny yeah that was it that's that'll be a big storyline to follow i like brandon miller i have him and scoot a little bit closer than probably a lot of other people do i do think scoot is still the better prospect He's taken double zero too with to play with Dame um, in Portland. So 
I, I don't I, I what they're going to do is going to be very interesting because they're just so guard heavy. Um, mm-hmm. The other things I'll just throw out there for for other if other NBA draft gurus are listening. I, I like threw my whole last week away just watching film. So <laughs> this, is, this is my forte. Um, we had uh, 20 Kenny, your Rockets drafting Cam Whitmore. That was like the biggest slide. He kind of became the Will Levis. He mm-hmm. they, they were showing him. They showed one shot of him when when he was really starting to slide. I thought he was gonna punch the camera. He like <laughs> he like was looking straight ahead and then he gave like a quick look at the camera and then looked back mm-hmm. away. And I think it was straight up like him containing his he was not happy. Um, but you know, he fell. Would you call that it like one of like the best picks in the draft though? I, I mean yeah, for like I think for value, yeah, to for the Rockets to get him at twenty, like he can he can play big minutes for that team he's like super athletic and a lot of people had him in the top 10 he just apparently had some really bad workouts right before uh Mm -hmm. the draft started so that'll i mean that'll kind of do it um i like uh that brandon i think it's pudgeminski guy um who went to the warriors he's just clara yeah he's just like a shooter um that was a that was a good pick um i like jordan hawkins too to the the pelicans that's another good one i'll I'll mention, but yeah, the draft was fun and yeah. Oh, it's just so cool. I'm looking at the order right now and seeing Kobe Brown, Missouri in that first round pool of, of players is just, is just awesome. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. LeBron has a new uh, best teammate of all time. Debate over. It's Demoy Hodge. <laughs> just, just you wait. Uh, move last over thing before we get out of here. Yeah. Last thing before we get out of here, Jack, who was your biggest winner and who was your biggest loser? Oh, good question. Um, winner off the bat. Uh, off the top of my head, I liked, I really liked what the Mavericks did in the draft. Um, they had the 10th pick. They traded back down to 12 um, with the Thunder. And that also allowed them to trade uh, Drevis Bertans. He was on a big contract. So they got off that. And then they actually got the guy that they would have drafted at 10 at 12, Derek Lively, who I think has a world of potential there from Duke. He was like a defensive monster, number one high school recruit, and just kind of dealt with some like injury stuff. Um, so I love what they did. And then later on, they did the Rashawn Holmes trade um, that also landed them Omax Prosper from Marquette, who I think is really good. Um, I like what the Mavericks did. Loser. Um, Kenny, as much as you'd like to see them going back to back, I didn't love the Pistons taking Osar Thompson. Um, I mm-hmm. thought they could have taken University of Houston product, Jarris Walker there, or Taylor Hendricks. I would have liked to see Um go to them so i didn't love what the pistons did they did get marcus sasser later um who i think is good even though he's a bit older but even he doesn't like uber meet their timeline so i'll say i'll say pistons off the off the top of my head and mavericks for a winner shout out chase he'll be happy he's happy after the draft yeah shout out chase uh last thing here sorry we banned you from the show i guess we can unban you now oh yeah unbanned uh yeah you chris paul has a new job uh, oh yeah new New kids' daughter will probably be around, so um, just, just please stop bullying people. <laughs> those bullies, those bullies are still banned. I don't care there that he's go. not in Phoenix anymore. And if there are any, if there are any mean-spirited uh, Warriors fans, you know, get them out of here. Yeah, don't, don't bully. Yeah, uh, exciting times. We'll see how many, uh, we'll see how many minutes Kobe plays to to start out the season with Kawhi still injured. Um, that'll end the show. We'll be back uh, for another show on Friday. We took a, a little bit of a of some time off with a Peyton moving, starting the big new job, um, mm-hmm. as, you, as you can see by the new the new setup he's got back there. New, but the new digs. We're we're back on the rotation. We got football stuff's gonna heat up. We'll we'll fall camp's gonna come quicker than we than we all realize. So that'll 
that'll I'm sure keep us busy. Um, oh, Kenny, quick call back to football. What was the photo you sent me of the one recruit? Because that picture of drink was really funny, and I wanted to bring that up. Um, well, I think I'll find funny. that. I can find that picture real quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a funny picture of drink. It's probably the top picture of, like I've ever seen of him. I wanted to bring this up as well. Yeah, uh, Cam Dooley. That's who, who uh, visited Moose this weekend. He's a three-star athlete. Also plays basketball. It's oh. a picture of Drinkwitz stacking gold, um, <laughs> gold in bricks. his hands, just gold bricks. And Drinkwitz's face is just so funny. He looks like he's being caught, like giving money away yeah. to somebody he's not supposed to be giving money to. And it Ooh. was just, it was awesome. So. Now that you say that, maybe that's like intentional. Maybe yeah. that's like, yeah, maybe you did it on purpose to troll. That feels like a Drinkwitz thing. And Lane I think Kiff. this is Blake uh, Baker in here, but he might have too much hair. It doesn't look like Blake Baker all that much. Could be Kevin Peoples. Also in the photo, I can't really tell with the gold bar on his face, mm-hmm. um, but that's pretty fun. So I think this guy's going to be a defensive lineman in uh, college. There we go. Yeah, shout out Goofy Drink. He's, he's back and better than ever. Um, all right, that'll end the show. We will be back uh, on Friday, so stay tuned for that. We'll share more football stuff and, and plenty more to talk about on Friday's show. Have a good week, everyone. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.